Coming up, we begin by talking about our new Apple devices and how much we enjoy Apple's new upgrades. Then we dig into the week's tech news, including Uber's big roadblock in London, as well as Google's acquire of HTC and those cheating Red Sox. Stick around. It's all coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 176, recorded September 25th, 2017, Hog Wild on Hardware. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgets Internet and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who I'm sure ran out to the Apple store and waited in line. I don't think anyone did that. Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau. I sort of waited in line. Um, Were you a 3 a.m.er? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I, like, I 3 a.m.ed digitally. Right. Yeah, so did I. I, did, I didn't intend to, but I was actually, I couldn't fall asleep. I was up with me in the morning. And mm. I, was like, I actually, I Colby and I were at the Apple Watch Club. Boom. Yeah. Oh, they shamed me for my pebble at the Apple store. That They're like, oh, oh I, no. you need help uh, syncing your pebble they to did? your new phone? And I, I'm like... Nope, I think I can handle it, and it doesn't work. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll talk uh, about that later. Anyways, what are you going to say, Colby? Uh, I did wait in line briefly, but I had an appointment. So it wasn't like an out-the-door-around-the-block line or anything like oh, that. Oh, you pictures up up at the store? Yeah. Indeed. Cool. I didn't realize you had to schedule an appointment for that. That's what it what it had me do. Yeah, it was do, a half hour window. Yeah, if you do the pre-order in the store, that they uh, they ask that you set up an appointment. Mm-hmm. I got I got there and I walked right into the Apple store because there wasn't like a line out front or anything. And I talked to the guy with the iPad. And I'm like, hey, I'm here for my appointment. He goes, oh, you have to go get in line. I'm like, what line over there? <coughs> like way on like on the other side of the mall walkway, there was like one rope set up and no one was in the line. <laughs> and he, and, but there was a like an apple guy over there i didn't see and he's like you have to go wait in line i'm like but there's nobody in the line he's like i know but you have to go wait in it so i walked over there and then 30 seconds later someone from the apple store came out and got me to help me get my new phone it was very I feel like that, that's some like dmv dmv stuff to happen yeah. like yeah. i know there's no line but you need to go stand in the line area before someone can see you mm-hmm. but why <laughs> But why? Yeah, they're a little unnecessary like that. So uh, so how is the new watch, Mr. Colby? How are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in Colby's takes as a new owner. So one thing I haven't learned yet. Like, one thing I notice almost immediately is that I'm constantly annoyed that the screen is not on. Like, I can't mm. just look at... And obviously, this is coming from the Pebble, which was on most of the time. Um, and you, it would do it would do the same sort of thing where like if you moved it the backlight would come on but but during the daylight you didn't need the backlight to see. Um, so that's a thing that I haven't quite gotten used to is that I have to like move my wrist and I hate when my wrist is already in a position where like I would want to be wor- looking at the watch but I can't like the screen's not on so I have to move it to more. Uh, I think that's weird, but. Otherwise, I like it. Having all the info that it collects on your body is weird. Like, it's very (laughs) interesting to, like, look at your heart rate throughout the day and, like, see what you were doing. Like, I spent an hour driving in the car the other day and my heart rate was elevated (laughs) because. That's interesting. Probably because it's, like, more stressful than not drive, not not being in the car. Um, It's generally true. Yeah, uh, I think I will so. say, though, I, I like a nice road trip. I was just thinking about that earlier today. Mm. A good road trip can be a lot of fun. We went on a good road trip. That is a nice, a nice bite sized one. I don't know if you'd call it bite sized, but who's we? We, you, you. me, Sean, Matt. From, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I thought more? I think that was a big fun. easy. The Being stuck easy. in a car with in in good company is an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it has a nice like it. The restrictions can make things fun. Like you do things you wouldn't otherwise do. Although yeah. this is again this now we're in lie detector territory because we're going to be monitoring Colby's Apple Watch and we're going to know you know did he really have fun on that car ride? What was his heart <laughs> rate? You know, 
Did he? Did he actually? Yeah. Enjoy I've been driven with Colby a couple of times. I, I can't. I, I. I'm not surprised that his heart rate's elevated. <laughs> it was. This was to me clear. I was driving. Like, I oh was wow! Driving. Um, Man, good thing you didn't have that on when we were in Hawaii. Then I would have hated to I see know. your heart rate. I know. It's, it's, it's too. Uh, it's a lot. I hate cars. Cars suck. <laughs> I just don't want to die in a car, and it's like so likely. It's just be probably going to happen. <laughs> It's probably going to happen. It's not going to be my fault or anyone I know's fault. I'm just going to get killed by someone who is dr- driving a car. Right. If you're going to go, I think a bear, a bear is a good way to go. What? Totally uh, unexpected. Some sort of last stand sort of situation. Uh, you don't think a bear is a good way to go, Sean? No, because to, I don't, a car it's, it's not a one. Since when is a bear a one shot kill? I mean, you know, they, they're oh, going to. They're gonna play with you. They're like a big cat. They're gonna bat you around while you're while you're bleeding. Help me! Help me! They'll be saying, <laughs> Dan, and Dan, I will would not you help. Rather them. die like instantly or like in a spectacular. Well, it depends. Situation. I would rather die spectacularly than die in a car crash. Well, mm. be dying in a car crash it could also be okay. very. Well, slow. what if Let's that car was a monster truck? It's pretty spectacular. But what were you doing in <laughs> the monster truck? Were you uh, being an idiot just being a monster truck driver, or were you using it to like deliver a neutrino bomb into the alien here spaceship? We go. Actually, A, that's a better idea. But no, I was going to say, Dan Miller dies. You know, I can see the headline now. Dan Miller tragically passes away after attempting the first ever double backflip in a monster truck. That's pretty <laughs> dope. That's, I like yes. that. No, I wouldn't, that, I, that wouldn't be the way. That I screams Dan Miller to me. So here's the thing. If, if you could say, Dan, listen, either way, you're a goner. You can either die right now in a car crash instantly or, like, I think just going down fighting a bear wouldn't be that interesting. But if I was going down fighting a bear in service as something else, I would rather I would rather do that than die instantly in a car crash. And I would, cer- I would r- certainly rather do that than die slowly from a car crash. This is mm. this is taking an extremely is, dark turn. Yeah. This is <laughs> imagine imagine if you died in a car crash because you were wearing your seatbelt. Like I feel like there must be some oh, sure. like small subset of car accidents where if well, the person well, wasn't wearing their seatbelt, they would have survived. Like if you if yeah. if you so your car crashes or something and like it it bends in such a way that your seatbelt pins you and then it explodes in a ball of flames. Whereas if you or had underwater. Had, underwater right yeah and you can't get out and you drown shit man that's why kids well, don't wear your seatbelt. take it from colby <laughs> do the no, safe I'm just, thing I'm just you want to be ejected would, would, from the car right like statistically you're probably better off wearing a seatbelt. but there's some like small percentage of 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 situations where you would actually be better off not wearing it see these are the kind of tips people come to the show for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, Zachary Friss on Facebook, uh, streaming live on Facebook right now, asks, "What about a WW bear in the north?" I don't know what he means by a that. WW bear, White Walker, White Walker. Oh, That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the zombie bear. First of all, the mm. zombie bear was was really dumb. Uh, no, it was fine. That wasn't the worst part of that episode by far. <laughs> tune in, tune into our Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> I don't know what we call that. The the uh, shingle guys. No, yeah. <laughs> you have to be there to get that one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a White Walker bear would make it even cooler potentially. Uh, I think that that would certainly the case. I don't think it would make like the case where you're like trying to save someone's life or you're like heroically dying for your small town that much cooler. But if if you're just gonna get eaten by a bear. I would I would much rather be the person that got eaten by a white walker bear than just the person who got because you know plenty of people get eaten by bears. How See, cool would it be? Would be remarkable. I it would, would be remarkable. It would be remarked upon. I would like <laughs> to be eaten by a man in a bear costume. That would be extreme. You want to go out with uh, a bang? Crazy <sighs> man in a bear costume eat you. See, for somehow for Think me that it. isn't as cool. Uh, first of all, you're, you're eaten by a cannibal, really. Yeah, that's, who does happening. that? That's crazy. I mean... that they're, they're, That's going to be your headline for life. Do you remember Dan, that guy who got eaten by the dude in the bear suit? No, you don't? Oh, that's that's sad. 
He, he was a nice dude. Somehow, you though, I, I don't know what it is. I'm having trouble putting my finger on it, but somehow that is less cool than getting eaten by a zombie bear. Somehow. Only slightly. Because, like, a bear seems like this insurmountable force of nature. A guy in a bear suit. It might well have just been a guy who who ate me then at that point. What Like, the bear suit, it, it just makes him even less capable of, like, subduing me. You've got That's a bear why it's so on. impressive. What, what if but it that, was Keto bear? It's, it's, He's a it's famous guy for in him. bear suit. It's impressive for him. Like, remember that guy who managed to eat people even though he was wearing <laughs> a bear costume? It's... <laughs> not impressive for me it's like remember that time pan couldn't even escape from this guy despite <laughs> the, the crazy fact guy in the bear suit costume. <laughs> oh that's so sad here lies uh, dan miller he couldn't even outrun an insane man in a bear costume exactly see, not, not, now you see my point. oh good well i'm dan i'm glad we got to the bottom if, if anyone out there knows a bear interested let us know don't panic show at gmail.com I'm just. This only applies if I'm in a situation where I know I'm going to go out either way. Damn. <laughs> All right. I, I had an even darker comment, but we really need to move on. So um, now, Colby, did you get the cellular version of the Apple Watch, or did you stick with the classic? <laughs> that, that was that's what we call a hard pivot. <laughs> no, I stuck with the classic, and honest to God. I was like, it was three in the morning. I was on my stupid, stupid phone on the stupid app. And I was like looking at it and I was like, it wasn't that much more to get the cellular one, but I really didn't want the red dot on the, on the thing. Like, yep. Like, why? Yep. Uh, well, so I got I got the normal one. Did you guys see the, the early reviews that the cellular version apparently doesn't work most of the time? I well, yeah, but then there, I saw at least one review that said that Apple sent them a new thing and it worked just fine. Mm. So, anyways, yeah, I did see some of that. I'm not surprised that it doesn't work as, you know, as magically as it did in the keynote. Like, you know, but then again, your phone doesn't work that magically either. Like, in New York... There are so many times I'm on the phone and someone's like, like, wait, what did you say? Because a, a freaking truck drove past me blasting their horn, not even blasting a horn, just their ambient noise against the asphalt and whatever crazy noise those trucks make. Trucks are so but, loud. Yeah. And like no one can hear you. So I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm not that worried about it. Like, really, are you are you are you taking phones from uh, calls from your watch when you like? of uh, audio quality is really your concern. I'm pretty sure if you're taking calls from your watch, you're either at home, which I'm sure it's going to be fine. Or you're in like a situation where it's like an emergency phone call, either receiving or sending. In which case, all you really need to do is be able to communicate with words. So yeah, I don't really buy that critique, but I also did not get the cellular one. Just like I said, I wouldn't for all the reasons I said, I would not. Gotcha. I don't mind the red dot. I like if you look at like I don't think you'd see the red dot that much. I don't see it looking at it head on or when I, my arms are down at my side. I see if I like try to punch myself. Mm. Uh, I don't not? think any other people would see it either. What watch band did you get, Dan? I just got because I already have watch bands. I just got the cheapest one I could get, which is another a, a lighter sports band. I have a black oh. sports band, and now I have I don't know do what this find... like light gray. I, I need like a half hole in this sports band. Like the the one that is comfortable is too loose and the one that like keeps the watch steady is too tight. Is it really too loose? Because I've come to understand that you kind of want the watch. It's fashionable for it to be loose and it will still work. Maybe, maybe it isn't too loose then. Maybe yeah, I had to, I had to get used to that. It took me like a year. Uh, it's just weird. I'm excited to have a plastic watch band so it doesn't get stinky like Pebble <laughs> One. Yeah. Oh man, what, what was the material again? Poly. Uh, poly. Polystyrene. Polystyrene. Yes. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a high quality, high quality elastomer. That's right. It's it's not a polymer. Hashtag elastomer. Hashtag elastomer. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, 
any any uh you know besides the watch features and the heart rate any other features of the watch you use colby Mm, I I I mean I like the activity thing. That was a thing I liked mm-hmm. my Pebble for too. Mm-hmm. Um, the activity thing's pretty good. Yep. The what else does it do? I mean, I use it for my calendar today. That was pretty useful. Yep. Uh, I also use it for calendar. I also today I accidentally turned on the music on my phone. Just like touching the watch that I, I didn't realize I was touching. That was weird. Uh, have you I used the, Go ahead. Oh, have you used the Siri watch face? I've been using that since I got it. Oh, oh no. I haven't tried that one. I was using I've been using the modular one. Yeah, that's what I usually stick with. How do you feel about the Siri one? Uh it's kinda neat. It does like a one thing. Uh, you can choose sort of what sources a watch face pulls from, and there's like stocks, news, photos, weather, uh, all sorts of different things. I turned off stocks and news, which is why I could remember those two, because uh, the news is too depressing, and sometimes the stocks are too depressing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the photos thing is weird. Uh, it's it 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 shows you memories. Uh, but they're not like a year ago today. It's just like, oh, remember that time you helped your friend move in uh, a year and a half ago? And it's like, uh, yes. Uh, I've been getting those like cool. memories notifications on my phone. Oh, have you? I haven't I haven't figured out how to turn that off. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like I just need to turn photos off. Uh, anyways, it's much faster having. Uh, owned a series one apple watch mm. is definitely much faster uh and that feels great and now you can go swimming that's right i are, i actually already went swimming in the ocean and in highly chlorinated pools with my other apple watch and it continued to work fine but so, but, but can it but can it blast the water out of the speaker with a no, loud noise? No, honestly, honestly, I'm considering just submerging it in water at some point just to see it. To happen. see what happens. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> that's just, a cool I, one. I can't believe I haven't done that yet. Actually, <laughs> cool. And did I think I saw that in WatchOS 4 you can control that? So maybe there's an app I can download, or I can just press the button and have it like squeeze <laughs> the <water. laughs> Dan's got the the misting watch that uh, for those hot summer days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You store it up in the speaker, and then yeah, when it's hot like it was today, you just like hold it up to your face and do a little spritz. Very nice. That's a good idea. Uh, Did you two upgrade to iOS whatever it is eleven? Oh yes. Uh, I've got my my new iPhone eight. Oh, it came pre-installed. It, it did. Oh, yeah. There you go. Look at that. And there, there's your uh, glass back. My favorite thing that I notice almost immediately is that when you pause your music from the lock screen and then, like, shut the lock screen and put your phone away and take it back out, like, the music you are listening to is still there, even though it's oh, That card, that it. card where it's got the, all the controls on really? it, very nice. I, I, that's been a thing for so long where if you like pause your music and like put your phone away to do something else, like, like order whatever at, at, at the store or something, um, yep. you have to like unlock your phone and go back into whatever you are doing and it doesn't do that anymore. And I love it. Yep. That's great. I haven't right. noticed that, but I, I have noticed that it didn't work last time. So I look forward to that actually working. The, uh, the the biggest thing I noticed is that uh, it does not work with my Pebble. Uh, it will not properly. So my Pebble is has literally lost every feature except just being a watch. So we'll see. I'm I'm going to be optimistic that gets fixed. But for now, no dice. But I it might. I, I, that makes me happy that I just got got the Apple. Yes, watch. I have a feeling I'll be joining your club shortly. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. I'm kind of hoping that they put the series two up on sale as they clear out inventories, and I'd love to uh, to to pick one up, snag one. Um, while they're they don't discount. have them at like Best Buy or anything, they do, but they're still regular price. They'll do a sale at some point. They might be waiting for Black Friday. We'll see, because uh, uh, that's mm. coming up soon. Uh, but I was teasing Dan before the show. I had quite the. Uh, 
quite Wait, one the more, one more thing about yes. iOS 11. Yes. Uh, I actually like the customizable control center a lot, so you can you can. Uh, oh, I didn't so think if, yeah, go ahead. If you hold, if you force touch down on uh, some of these down here, boop, you can change what's there. I think. Hang on. Nope, I forget how I did this now. Mm. So I will say the the like multitasking stuff on the iPad is is pretty great, but I'm having like a seriously hard time figuring it out. Like, I feel yeah. like an old person or something, a non-digital yeah. native, uh, because it's, I'm just like Digital pressing things native. and swiping and like, it's not doing what I expect it to do. It's very confusing. Yeah. I, I'm definitely not very good at it. And I've been running the beta since, uh, June, I think, or July. Uh, yeah, I still haven't figured that out. Yeah. Indeed. My iPad too is also like it's only barely up for the task. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've just been enjoying Force Touch. That's that's new for me. So, have you uh, used it to navigate a cursor in a text field yet? Uh, no, no, but I am excited to. And you're the one who taught. I actually taught that to somebody the other day, um, and I I gave you Christ. And my my friend Dan showed me changer. this one. Um, but it's 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 been fun. I'm pretty sure Colby showed me that before he even had a touch. Before yeah, because I I read that and I was like, wow, that's amazing. And it turns <laughs> out it is amazing. I was using my iPad for, to do something the other day, and I was like, God. You know about the two finger touch on the iPad? No. So if you have the keyboard up, you two finger touch on the iPad does the same thing. You can zip the uh, cursor around. Boom. Yeah. God. Yeah see this shit though like how how does one know that how, how would someone so ever find that. out i was really yeah. hoping there would be like a force touch demo or something when i got the phone to teach me all the little tricks there have been things like that right well, uh they did it I mean, when they like did the, the, the natural scrolling thing. when they did that in snow yeah. leopard yeah. uh the tips thing kind of does that but yeah it does feel like they, if there was some sort of tutorial like, oh, now split this Safari window into two windows and now drag this picture from Safari into a note. Yep. Uh, that'd be that I would want. I would love to have an app that taught me that stuff because I'm still trying to figure it out. And every time I sit down on my iPad, it's not like I really want to do that because it's too hard to figure. I got a web page and blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm just really sitting down with it to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be cool. Anyways. You had a story for us? Is this oh. about your time in uh, Arizona? No, no, no. This is about my oh, switching, okay. fo- upgrading phones. The, the Arizona story we'll save for next week because we're not going to have time. But um, uh-huh. I want to tell you the story because I managed to fuck up the switch over a phone so bad Apple did not know how to solve my problem. That's wow. how, that's and, and I didn't realize there were app problems that Apple didn't know how to it's solve. It's all my <laughs> fault. And I've upgraded many phones and i've helped other people do it and i do it um by uh, backing up and restoring from itunes which Mm -hmm. for my money i think is the easiest way to do it um and i've done it a number of times never screwed it up couple problems one i forgot my apple password you're saying sean how do you forget your apple password it's easy you never put it in we have touch id now i never use it and 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 so god i still feel like i have to use it regularly but I guess the, not nearly well, as much and then as I the, used to. The problem is every time I use it, I forget it. So I keep having to reset it all the time. And then I never remember what I reset it to. <laughs> so there's your first problem. So I go to do the switchover. I go to put in my password. Um, it doesn't accept it. Bounces out. That's not right. That's I keep trying. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right. Bam. Whatever. Five attempts or whatever. You're locked out. Okay. You got to go reset your password. Fine. Problem number two. I had two-factor authentication turned on. They say that's a good idea. The problem is... Apple does it terribly where in order to reset your password, you either have to have your recovery key, that thing they give you when you first sign up for two-factor. I did not write it down. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) They tell you to write it down. Because I said, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to screw it up, right? And so I don't have... Now, the other way you can recover it is to use a trusted device and they send you the code and you do that. um, And then you can reset your password. Okay, that's not too bad. The problem is... I screwed up the trusted device step and then they froze me out of two-factor authentication and they said, okay, so 
I'm frozen out of resetting my password, then I'm frozen out of two-factor, and they say, okay, there's one other way you can do it. Either use your recovery key, which I don't have, or you only need two other things, which is a trusted device and your old password. And I said, I don't have my old password. And so I called up Apple, and I'm like, look, help me out here. And they say, look, you can do either one of two things. Either you can try and find the recovery key, which I don't have, or you can guess two passwords every eight hours until the system resets itself. Literally taking forever. And I said, what's my alternative? They go, you're literally locked out of your Apple ID. And I'm like, Apple does not have the keys. They don't have the keys. They're literally like, you're done. You're going to have to make a new ID and start over. And I was literally like panicked. So I, so I try Friday and Saturday, every eight hours, I'm trying passwords and I don't get them. And I'm like, fuck, I'm so screwed. This is such a problem. Finally, I give up. I say, I'm scrapping my account. Thankfully, I don't buy music or movies. Really, it's just apps I'd have to rebuy. It's not the end of the world. It's a lot of work, but it's annoying. Okay, I'm going to reset my ID. I go to my new iPhone 8, and I say, okay, I'm going to wipe the device and put on a new Apple ID. Brand new from scratch, right? My iPhone 8 still has my old account, which is locked with Find My iPhone, which will prevent you from resetting your phone. How do you turn off Find My iPhone? By putting in your password, which I don't have. So I have a bricked phone and a bricked Apple ID at this point. None of it's working. It's all dead. And I'm like, fuck. So I call Apple. I'm like, how do I get this? They're like, all right, you have to go to the store, prove you bought the phone, and the manager at the Apple store can turn off the Find My iPhone. Great. I wait for two and a half hours at the the mall, just hanging around Mm -hmm. waiting for Apple to help me. They go to unlock my phone, and they unlock it. Great, and they reset it. Thank you. I go home. I go to make my new Apple ID. But before I do that, I swear to God, this is totally true. iTunes on my computer prompts me one more time to put in my password for my old, now bricked account. And I don't know why I thought to do this, but I just put in something I thought the password would be. I'm pretty sure I guessed it before or much earlier. And it just worked. (laughs) And then I was just in my account, and it worked perfectly. I screamed. I was so, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I thought it was, it was dead. It was over. And I just put in a random guess with no intention of it working just to clear the window. And it worked. So immediately I go in, I turn off two factor. I reset the password. Boom. Everything's fine. I set up the phone in five minutes. Wow. So let that be a lesson. You might have, now, you might have covered this. You like you don't keep your Apple ID password in one password or whatever so, password manager yes, you use. I use LastPass, and someone asked me this. The problem is, and again, I'm not a good LastPass user, but the only time I really add passwords is with the Chrome extension. But I never mm. log in with my Apple ID in the browser. It's really always on the phone. It was like the, and it's totally my fault. Like the guy, the Apple support guys were very nice, but I'm like, no, should have written down the recovery key, should have copied my password, should have not been an idiot about it. That's all on me. So, big lesson to everybody who has two factor on any account when they tell you to write down those those IDs, those keys. You should not be overconfident, and you should definitely do it. Uh, I have a question. Yes. How did the device thing not work? Like, did you you didn't you didn't have you were in the Apple Store doing this? Yes. It said, uh, "Enter in the two-factor auth. You can use a trusted device or recovery code." You did not have a recovery code, and you did not have a trusted device. No. So what happened was earlier in the weekend, before I was even at the Apple Store. I had the trusted device, but because I was in between phones, the Apple ID, and and when you reset your password, it logs you out of all your Apple stuff, and so it wasn't able to send me a trusted code, because... Why did you reset your password? Because it does. if you try a wrong password too many times, Apple automatically makes you set a new password. I see. But if you have two-factor turn on... That it's and then what the Apple guy told me on the phone is they have two versions of two factor. I was on the old one, which is apparently crappy, and anyone who sets it up now is on a new, better one that doesn't get screwed up. So yeah. it's really it's really a bad system. Um, that if I had my recovery key, it would have been solved quickly. But without it, because I was bouncing between devices and yeah, it was just a confluence of bad things. Hmm. And and the guy on the phone was like, I've literally never seen anyone do this. I don't know how you. <laughs> 
He's like, you completely like, destroyed. You, you knew enough about what was going on to, like, get yourself into a lot of trouble. L- literally in the span of about three hours, I bricked my entire Apple ID I've had for God knows how long. <laughs> it was very depressing. That's awesome. Well, I'm so, glad you made it through. I'm I am as well, because I was very I count. I had like over 115 apps that I would have had to have redownloaded and many of them repay for and it, it would have been very upsetting yeah so. i i would be curious how much money i've sunk in the app store i feel like it's not that much uh but i have no idea that's just a feeling yeah it's well and like i said can you imagine somebody who'd bought five thousand songs on itunes or all their movies and music on itunes you know that's uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a scary thought but the, the new iphone 8 is very nice i will say it, it's honestly it feels very similar to my iphone 6 i i really don't think it's all that different you don't like the glass back um i do I like it a... i'm terrified i'm gonna break it um i currently don't have a case because i do think it looks really nice um and it feels really nice in the hand yeah, i was gonna ask about the hand feel um it actually feels a little chart. heavier than my six which i think is maybe it's in my head but it feels a little heavier uh, which isn't bad um and when it comes to wireless charging I have not bought one yet, only because uh, Wirecutter tweeted they were working on a pick, and I know mm-hmm. if I buy one now and it's not the one they pick, I'm going to be really upset, so uh, I'm willing to wait. But I did buy one for the car, so I have a wireless a mount, charger for the car? A wireless charger, so it's like a mount, and it's got the wireless charger in it, um, uh. and it technically works. Um, my concern, I haven't used it on like a long trip with the GPS on. My concern is it doesn't pump enough power. Uh, because usually mm. with the screen on and the GPS running, right. um, it like sucks a lot of juice. Like if you're music too or something. Yeah, it's a problem. Yep. So I'm going to try it out this weekend, but stay tuned later for my pick, which is now that um, my phone doesn't have a headphone jack, but my car has an auxiliary port, a great way to wirelessly get your music in the car. So that's a little teaser for later. I'm excited. Um, we have gone 30 minutes on this discussion. Um, we didn't even get to Sean's Arizona story. No, that's going to go next week, but I'll give you a tease. I okay, had to, another tease. I had to sit through, so it was a it was a bunch of workshops, and I had to sit through a workshop all about uh, how millennial how to deal with millennials in the workplace, and it mm-hmm. was it was at best tone deaf and at worst incredibly insulting. And we're going to talk about it, um, and okay. I will share some Great. of the findings for our. Uh, our pop culture podcast that we're starting called uh, Shingle Guys. The Shingle Guys, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we, I, I think we'll have some interesting thoughts on how to, de- how do you guys deal with millennials in the workplace? Mm. Like, like, why do they ask why all the time? What's why do they do that? That's crazy. Um, why don't they just take me at my word? Literally, that came up. So why are you asking why all the time? <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> um, but anyway, we are going to move on because we've got, uh, we actually do have some tech news because we didn't do a show last week uh, out of town, but we're back. Uh, was there anything in here you guys wanted to, to jump into? It's a, it's a pretty healthy mix of content, um, software, hardware. Well, I feel like we, got, we should probably cover Goober and the HTC stuff. We certainly can. I think that'll be a nice quick one. Uh, How did we not cover this uh Red Sox story. That's an old one at this point. It is Anyways. actually, uh, but there was a wrinkle to it today that came out. That's oh, why it reminded oh, me. So we'll, we, we will get to that. But uh, I will quickly touch on the HTC, which because you brought it up, Dan. Um, it came out this week. Uh, Google. Uh, you may remember them from famously buying Motorola and then selling them at a loss. I was going to say you could be forgiven for thinking you're going through deja <laughs> vu with this story. Yeah, uh, but the good news is they didn't buy all of it. So uh, Google announced plans to acquire part of HTC's mobile division team for $1.1 billion. Um, What they get is uh, people. They get 2,000 research and design staffers. They also get a non-exclusive license for HTC intellectual property. Um, This article describes more of an aqua hire of talent than a traditional acquisition of the whole company's HTC will continue with its own smartphone business. Um, even after sending what amounts to about half of their staff, um, over to Google, uh, including, uh, announcing a fla- uh, uh, new flagship phone later this year. Uh, six years ago, as we mentioned, Google announced a $12 billion buyout of Motorola mobility. Um, and, uh, they sold it off to Lenovo later. Yeah. Well, when did they, uh, buy, Motorola? Uh, they bought them in 2011 and then sold them in 2014. 
Oh wow, that was much. That was. Uh, I didn't realize. I thought it was going to be like 2012, 2013, 2011. It's, uh... They took a a ten billion dollar <sighs> loss on that purchase. Yeah. So why do we think this will be any more successful, or don't we think this will be more successful? I think it comes down to what they use, because like I said, they're buying people and they're buying some intellectual property. It depends what they use it for, right? I mean, if if they're going to come out and say, we're going to start making hardware again, then yeah, I'll be skeptical. But if they say, no, we're going to use these people to make Android better and we're going to use it to so we can work more closely with our hardware partners and we're going to make the Pixel program that much better, then yeah, I think that's a, that's a much better use. I'm more optimistic in the fact that they didn't buy all of HTC. I would have been worried uh, in that case. Interesting. What, right. about, what about you guys? I don't know. I, Any I, like, thoughts? If they're not going to get into the hardware, like Google needs to get into the hardware business, I think. The the Pixel phones are, they're, they're really good. I, I was, uh, my friend had one I saw it the other day and I was like, wow, that's like really nice. Uh, and they have all the, the software advantages of what an iPhone would have, frankly, like you get the updates right away, and there's no prepackaged software. All that's great, but the marketing is just so bad. So if Google is going to continue to like make these great devices that they can't market, and they're just going to use this uh, these people they acquired as consultants to Motorola and Samsung, then I don't think that's going to help them at all. So I hope they do make hardware. Well, but I don't know. I I think you could make a solid argument that Google, if, if, if your argument is, and I agree with it, that the hardware has traditionally been good and really the problem is marketing, I don't know what Google making the phones then solves. To me, it just, this just says Google needs a better marketing department and that the hardware business being made by HTC or, you know, whomever is... They're doing a good job. Yeah. Let them keep making the hardware. Google just needs to work better with their partners. I think it's better for them to offload the hardware risk than take it on. Yeah, I could see that. Unless unless they think that having full control, a very Apple term, uh, would allow them to do the marketing the way they want. Because if sure. you're gonna if you're gonna you know say oh it's the HTC Pixel phone collaboration you're gonna to have to do marketing that HTC will sign on to right oh I'm i don't sure really know harder. how marketing works but i could imagine if it's like other kind of partnerships that could end up being a kind of like a lowest common denominator thing well we're only gonna run the campaigns we can both agree on oh partnerships uh, are impossible so i i agree with you if it's just from a streamlined point of view of we're making the exact same shit we used to make except now we have one parent instead of two i i think yeah. then then that i think you can probably get a billion dollars of value out of that you know yeah okay good well we got the bottom of that one <laughs> colby grunts in ascension moving on because i know colby wants to talk about your boston red Sox. i do want to know what the new development was yeah so this story uh a couple weeks ago but we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show the boston red Sox used uh a uh an apple well this article says an apple watch we'll get to the wrinkle in a second to steal pitching signs during baseball games uh, including against the New York Yankees, according to the New York Times. An investigation conducted by Major League Baseball determined that a member of the Red Sox training staff used the smartwatch to receive information that helped the team's players decipher hand signals used by the opposing team's catcher, who is in charge of making and signaling the pitch selections. Uh, now, I'm not a baseball expert. Uh, I do not claim to be. But uh, if I understand it correctly, the way it works is uh, they have someone up above. They, they have access to cameras. And so they can see the signs. They relay that to the bullpen via, you know, the watch. And then they can relay that to the players. Now, is this only uh, important because you can't use a cell phone when you're in the dugout or something? Correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. Communication devices are very limited in a dugout. Mm. Uh, they do have mm. a phone that they can use for certain things, but right. they that's why they just, dis, dis, you know, that's why they don't like doing yeah, this. It's, it's too bad they, they couldn't get the uh, cellular Apple watches that yet. Well, the interesting wrinkle to the story, it came out today, and it was a very small story, but I appreciate it. Turns out they didn't actually use an Apple Watch. They used what was described as a Fitbit device. 
which I'm assuming is the Blaze, which is I think the only model of theirs that gets text messages. But you got to remember, if I'm if I'm the Boston Red Sox, right? Apple Watch, very conspicuous, right? You're going to see that and think, oh man, you could use that to cheat. But you see a Fitbit, nobody knows what the fuck the Fitbit fancy smartwatch bullshit does. Um, and they're going to say, no, it's just a Fitbit. Just count my steps. I, I, you can't cheat with that. So I think it's a little, it's a little smarter. They're playing head games. I see. It's Boston Red Sox. Hmm. Now, do you think this was like a Microsoft Surface iPad situation or uh, has has like... Will will every smartwatch be an Apple Watch? Oh sure, uh, I get that with my Pebble all the time. All the t- oh, is that an Apple Watch? Mm. Oh, you really like wow. your Apple Watch? And I'm like, screw you, man. This is my Pebble. I stand strong for Pebble. Yeah, all tablets are iPads. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I feel like the the Apple Watch would be even more fascinating because like the iPad was a thing before the Surface, was it? I feel yeah. like it was. Yeah. yeah like yeah. the iPad was like first to the game, but like if if the Apple Watch like yeah. became became well, like it, that but if you look at this if you look at the sales numbers, it blast. like I wonder I bet that this I would I we won't really know, but I'd be curious to know how many Apple Watches have sold in history compared to the history of all other smartwatches ever. Including up through b- the point where before the iPhone uh, uh, Apple Watch was released, like I, I maybe I mentioned this last week, but and I, I have definitely mentioned this before. If I eat before my metric for how popular the Apple Watch was, like a New York subway car, look around, everyone's hanging on to the you know the poles, count how many Apple Watches you can see, and you could usually see a couple. Mm-hmm. That's gone up, but more impressively, when we were when I was in Hawaii. I've been uh, to other places, like just the suburbs. You see an Apple Watch pretty regularly, just in like Stop and Shop. Uh, it's not uncommon, uh, and that's that's a big shift. Uh, granted, I will say that Fitbits are even more common mm-hmm. than that, uh, but it's a big change from where it was four years ago. Oh, for sure. I'm always surprised. Not that, you know, I don't assume to know the socioeconomic status of certain individuals, but I see like waitresses and like people who work at Target wearing them. Yeah. You know, it's it's a little it's not just like tech people anymore. It's 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 common people. Uh, I've noticed that musicians really like them because they can check what's going on on their phone without having to take their phone out on stage, Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting neat so boston red sox uh you know what do we call this Watchgate. what's the uh no what was oh they had a really oh man i see we're too far out but they had some really good headlines in like the the new york post and you know they always do those clever sure those clever front pages watch out for those boston red sox no see now you're gonna make me look it up uh i i know Fill, fill, fill the air, Dan, while I look this up. What, uh, watch out for those Boston Red Sox. Uh, let's see, is there keeping time? No. Yeah, see if you can guess the cover before I find it. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, New York Post went with... Peter O'Clock. No, uh, New York Post went with Boston Cheat Party. Oh, nice. <laughs> Not great. Uh, more New England dirty tricks. And then uh, Daily News went with the one that now that I think about I remember how much I like it. How do you like them apples? Uh, <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yep. So there you go. Awesome. Anyhow, a little tech story there. All right. Let's see how we doing on time. We got uh, time for another story here. What would you guys like to discuss? We've got uh, London and Uber. It has to be uh, Uber, yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's talk about that. Uh, Big move. Oh, my goodness. This is quite an impact for Uber. Uh, The London Transport Authority, uh, known as the Transport for London, uh, said it would not renew Uber's license to operate in London when it expires at the end of this month. Now, the, uh, the authority claims Uber's approach and conduct demonstrate a lack of corporate responsibility in relation to a number of issues which have potential public safety and security implications. 
Now, Uber's been in London for about five years, um, but it is the only sort of ride-sharing service that officially operates within the city. Uh, now, the Transport Authority cites Uber's approach to serious criminal offenses, medical certificates, disclosure and barring checks, and the company's use of its uh, Grayball software, we talked about this on the show, um, that blocks regulatory bodies from gaining full access to Uber's app for law enforcement duties. Um, now, Uber has 21 days to appeal the ruling, and the company will be able to continue to operate until any appeals have been completed. So I don't think they'll stop operating anytime soon. Uh, we know how long appeals process takes. Um, there was already a, a, a petition going around that has over uh, like a million signatures on it. It'll be interesting to see um, to see what the conclusion yeah, I, on this I, is. I'm curious what the climate is in the UK for Uber. I think that a lot of you know, a certain set of the population that skews heavily tech-oriented uh, doesn't have a good opinion on Uber right now, but I know that there are plenty of people of all shapes, sizes in the United States who aren't even aware of that stuff, really, or maybe you know, heard something about it but doesn't think it's a big deal. And I'm curious, in the UK, how uh, is this seen as, like, a weird like government stance or do other people in the UK uh, are they aware of these issues and are they covered in the press there at all? I don't know, but as someone who is not a big fan of Uber, I say, I say good for the city of London. Although uh, having been to London several times and tried to get around there, it's certainly not going to make things any easier because taxis are extremely expensive. Well, that's the what city it is. is confusing as all hell. Yeah, it's a that was one of the, the big things I did read online from people in the UK is that cost is a big concern. I, I have a sneaking yep. suspicion, and I'm just speculating wildly, but hey, we're pundits. That's what we're here to do. Um, That's I, right. We're pundits. We're pundits. We're, we're talking that heads. That so official. Well, um, that sounds more right. That I, I think... I think people are going to. I, I, I would be surprised if this stands. I really do. Whether the whether they're, they're, the appeals work or whether there's just enough public outcry, I just think that. And we've learned this time and time again. Um, I just uh, John Oliver on last week tonight brought up the point that you know United Airlines punched somebody and knocked his teeth out and dragged him off an airplane and their profits went up. I just think that when you have a service that's so ubiquitous and convenient. Um, that people are certainly willing to overlook the these issues, and I think um, you know it's easy to protest them when Uber's there, but when Uber's gone, I think you're going to really see the public uh, reaching out and and looking for the city to to bring it back. I'll just quickly say Uber's new CEO uh, tweeted about this. He said, "Dear London, we are far from perfect, but we have forty thousand licensed drivers and three and a half million Londoners depending on us. Please work with us to make things right." Yeah, I. I agree that I'm sure Uber will be back, but I think that like all things in life, this is a political move and it's London flexing their muscle. And if London thinks that they can get Uber to do some, you know, some extra things for them that they're not doing, uh, they're going to do it. And I think they should do it. Are you all familiar with the, uh, what's it called? The, the, the test that you have to take in London to be a black cab driver. Mm, the knowledge is what it's called. Okay, yeah. So their standards for livery drivers are quite high. Uh, I, I just think it's, uh, to be honest, I, I have a general issue with uh, these days government rolling over to tech companies in, in the claim of, of innovation. Um, and I think... Uh-huh government you know we we i don't think we had a chance to talk about it on the show before but uh amazon's new headquarters to their shopping around um where you only have to give them a zillion dollars in tax credits and basically build a city around them and they'll show up yeah what a brilliant um, what a brilliant uh oh, it's, move it's so smart it's so smart and they're gonna get like, everything yeah. they ask for and more yeah and i love how like the the people competing for this go from new york city to like uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, like. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised. Crazy. I'm surprised we're not going after the money. Frankly, um, you know, oh, I, Ludlow, Massachusetts, and, and we we talked about this with the Foxconn factory in Wisconsin, where the you, you know they're paying like uh, well I may forget the number I'm making it up, but like a hundred thousand dollars in tax credits to create one job. You know, it's like 
the, the, the numbers are insane. And I get really, it's, we're going to see it with self-driving cars. I guarantee it. We're going to get lax safety standards because the government thinks it's a good idea to rush these things out and they're lobbied to do so. And I just think we really need to take a serious look at these things. And, 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 well, you know, uh, hang on. I think that self-driving cars are different from massive tax breaks. Like, Letting people drive self-driving cars is, I don't know, I, I guess this is a, an interesting question. In my mind, it's a lot lower risk. I mean, it's a risk, but taking tax money away isn't a risk. It's just bad. Like, if 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 you run the numbers and it turns out that you're just, like, losing money and hoping that despite the fact that, you know, every budget office says that, this isn't going to work out well for you, that it actually does work out well for you. That's just stupid. Like being risky and being stupid are, are two different things. I think it's, it's tough to be stupid about self-driving cars. Oh, I disagree with that. If you let any, here's the stupid way to do self-driving cars. There is no certification process. There is no FTC right. regulation for self-driving cars. Yeah, yeah that's stupid. And I could still let them, them on the road until there's a, no, yes. I, I think oh. that, I, there isn't an FTC. Uh, FTC. That's not. That's the world I've been living in for so long. What's the who? What's the car agency called? Uh, Department of Transportation. There isn't like a DOT like safety. Uh, you know, certification test for self-driving cars at this point. I know they're working on laws, but like I'll just give you an example. In I'm pretty sure the state of California. You need $20 and to fill out a form and you can test a self-driving car on a public road. Is that enough oversight? Or is this a process that they're just rushing because the tech companies are asking them to and they want to get these cars out on the road as fast as possible? Again, I'm not saying they're doing the right or the wrong thing at the moment. I'm just saying, like Mm. London, you should take a hard look at how these companies are operating and the best way to deal with them, not in the manner of how quickly can we do it or how many jobs it creates regardless of the impact, but instead what is the the right thing to do and the safest and the smartest thing to do. That's my only point. Yeah. I think testing is different. One self-driving car on the road, 10, 100, uh, not that big of a risk. It is a risk. 10,000, yeah. Like If you're just going to let 10,000 self-driving cars on, on the road that are untested and unverified, yeah. I think that's pretty bad. Well, I'm down for letting people test, especially on not highways. Well, but we kind of did that with Uber, right? Where we let them test with one car, 10 cars, 100 cars, 1,000 cars. And now that they have uh, 40,000 cars in London, you know, we, we need to start thinking about what's the best way for them to operate within the city, like blocking out federal regulators from fully making sure they can comply with their yeah, rules. Totally. But you can't you can't create re- legislation beforehand that imagines Uber. You no. can only create it after. And I agree, but that's where the, the, the slow methodical point that I'm trying to make comes in where it's, you know, you have all these cities rapidly competing. We want Amazon now. And it's like, well, no, maybe you should wait and say, hey, let's do the evaluation. Let's take the time to figure this out and not, you know, Amazon hasn't even officially announced the process to put in an application and people are already sending in applications. <laughs> right. You know, it, it gets it gets a little silly. That I agree with. And it, yeah, if, if they're going to treat it like a football stadium, then, right. you know, these places are just going to get taken for a ride. Uh, and there's nothing like there's nothing anyone can do about that. Tell your tell your mayor if uh, they're being stupid about this. Yes. Uh, if you're going to be living in this place for a long time and they're just going to give up all this tax money, uh, I guarantee you'll be worse off. For example, I know that the Google office in Boulder, Colorado is seen as a, uh, I forget exactly why, given like its location and all the tax money that Google doesn't pay has been seen as a terrible deal for Boulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I agree. Well, yeah, these, and, and I'll offer... Like, does New York really need Amazon? I don't think so. No. Like, if Amazon wants to open office here, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't think that New York needs to be bending over backwards to give them breaks. I'm sure Amazon already has an office here. Maybe they don't. Uh, but, you know, th- like, what is a second HQ? You, you should be giving, and, and uh, again, um, we'll get off topic here, but uh, if you're going to be giving tax breaks to anybody, you should be giving it to small companies that don't need, that need the tax breaks um, and not the, the large right. companies that don't. Right. So um, it's a little silly in that respect. Uh, 
anyway, I'm just offering to any city in America, um, if you would like Don't Panic to move to your town, uh, we will do it for the, I don't know, guys, what do you think of, like, 100,000? I think that's pretty reasonable. No, no, here's... Or just total? Uh, oh, I'm getting the money. Who said you guys are getting paid? <laughs> Here's oh, you're just going to move the Don't Panic headquarters? Like, yes, we'll, you, know, you guys can stay put. You're good. I and then we'll right. all we're, share we're in the tax breaks. Set up here. Now, here's what I think we should do. Uh, if if a city wants to sponsor Don't Panic, we're not even talking that much. Just like a couple thousand dollars. Uh, we will come to your city. Absolutely. And we will review it. We'll, we'll meet know, the people. We'll meet the people. We'll, you know, go to some meet restaurants. We'll see the sites. The food. We'll we'll go to a couple parks. I think that's pretty important. If you have a zoo, we're definitely gonna hit that up. Yep. And you know, we'll give you an honest assessment. Uh, so if you value our opinion, we'll make some recommendations. Uh, you know, we're we're uh, we're we're experts in a way. Uh, and uh, if you value that service, we're here for you. And we'll you know we'll talk about it on the show, so you'll get a lot of uh, free publicity for your municipality. And we're talking to Tuscaloosa, we're talking to Des Moines, we're talking to Fort Collins, we're talking to, to Sacramento, we're talking to, to all of you out there. Please, yeah. have us come yeah. to Charleston. We're talking about uh, Chattanooga. We're talking about Mobile. <laughs> we're talking about uh, Tampa Bay. Right. Okay. We're, we're talking about Montpelier. Wherever you're at, we'll come to your town. Oh man, that was an impressive list of cities off the top. I was I really know. running out. I was, I was getting bad there towards we'll the end. We'll go to Bozeman, Montana. Boy, Butte. We can go to Butte. We'll go to uh, Green Bay. We'll go to. We'll go to what's the, what's the oh, Cincinnati? God, Santa, what's the other big city in Oregon? Uh, That's not Portland. It's not Portland. Uh. Are you Googling mm. other big cities? We'll go cities? to Eugene, Oregon. Boy, will we. Boy, will we. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to San Diego or San Jose. Mm-hmm. We'll go to any of this. San Francisco. We love Sands. We can't afford San Francisco. But we'll go to we'll go to Flagstaff. We'll go to Idaho Falls and Great Falls. Yes. Well, we'll go to Olympus. <laughs> All the falls. We'll go to uh, Fairbanks. <laughs> we'll go to... Uh, I mean... <laughs> Really, the list goes on. I don't know if we have time to keep going, but uh, but boy, Albuquerque do we love Albuquerque to Amarillo. We'll visit your city. That's right. From Nashville to New Lebanon, we'll be there. Uh, all right, we are really running out of time, so we're gonna scoot on over to picks. Um, I'm gonna jump in and go first because I'm first on the list, and uh, and I did already tease mine. So if you're like me and you have an auxiliary port in your car, which is great, uh, but your car doesn't already have Bluetooth and you're like me, and this is a small group, and you just got an <laughs> iPhone that doesn't have a headphone jack, it's more people you than you think. You restricting down that circle so much. People you're bought so by these things. On the Venn diagram. It's got a thousand reviews on Amazon. Somebody's buying these. And there's a whole wire cutter pick on it. So I'm not making this up. Check out the Anchor. Uh, God, Actually, the- yes. Sean, when I was in your car a couple weeks ago, I thought to myself, like, wow, what does Sean do? He doesn't have a tape deck. Or did you have a tape deck? No tape deck and no auxiliary port and no Bluetooth. My car does have an auxiliary port. Oh, it does? Yes. Yes. I didn't. Yep. Anyways, I didn't have an auxiliary port. So I was like, eh, if I wanted to, you know, show Sean this great Roderick on the Line episode, I I literally cannot. No luck. Well, now you can, Dan. now you now can, because you can pair your phone to my new Anchor SoundSync Drive Bluetooth 4.0 car receiver wireless phone call and music streaming car kit with built-in mic, music streaming, echo and noise reduction, multi-point access, 3.5 millimeter <laughs> aux cable. God, I love What's the names of products on Amazon. They always do. Why did... That, don't do that. Does it have a model number? Um, I Would you like me to find it? Uh, yes, no, I would. This is a great little device. Uh, it's easy. You just plug it in USB for power and the 3.5 millimeter into your aux jack. Uh, and it's just a, like a little Bluetooth beacon. You pair your phone with it. Uh, it's got a microphone in it that I haven't tried for a call yet, but the wire cutter says it's their favorite for sound quality. Um, and you can tap it to play pause and you just press and hold it to launch. It pairs very quickly and the sound quality is way better than what I used to have. Cause I used to use a three and a half millimeter cable and plug it and unplug it every time I got in and out of the car. Um, and it, I've only had it for a couple days, but it has worked flawlessly. So, uh, and it's a very reasonable $20. So you want if, the model number? Sure. Tell the folks at home. It's the AK-A335-1011. Yes. You know, 
it's really distinctive. It says right in that, you know, what kind of thing it is, yeah, the features it that it has. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you guys remember the the? Uh, I th- I I think like thankfully short lived like FM radio connectors. For yes. Oh God, those are so bad. Awful. It didn't work at all. Garbage. And you get you get like signals from the car next to you's FM radio connector. Yep. It's terrible. Because they all and use the same station. And every time you crossed into like a new county, you'd have to readjust which signal you were using. Yep. The, the That's don't... why back in those days, when it was CD player or a tape deck, I would take a tape deck any day of the week. Yep. Oh, yeah, me too. Those, yeah. I, I, I loved my tape deck. I don't know if you remember my Ford Explorer, but I had a tape deck and I used it all the time for that. Oh, I got that $10 connector thing at Radio right. Shack. And those things were great. Yeah. I'm sure the sound quality wasn't great, but like my car speakers weren't that great either. So I feel fine. it was better than the FM radio connector. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Don't be that guy. Get the anchor sound sync drive Bluetooth 4.0 car receiver. Uh, <laughs> the link will be on the website. Check it out. It's pretty cool. If you're in a situation like me and you're looking for, I, I, it comes with my stamp of approval, uh, but you can read the full guide over on the wire cutter as well. Uh, all right, Dan, you're next in the list here. What do you got for us? All right. Well, you know, we never pick on this podcast, (laughs) other podcast. Damn it. Uh, (laughs) So a friend recommended to me a long time ago, and I finally started listening, a podcast called Pod Save America. It's, I'll just be straight up, it's a political podcast. I was, didn't listen to it for months because I I wasn't about that life. Uh, But it's saving grace is that it's, done by some people who are pretty funny. I think one of them is a comedian. Uh, so at least you get to laugh while the world burns. Uh, so it's just been, you know, and I've been trying. I've For most of my adult life, I've said, I'm just not going to read the news. I'm not going to really, you know, invest myself because it's just too crazy and I don't have the emotional bandwidth for it. I've been, I've been trying to convince myself that that is a selfish point of view. And then I need to educate myself so I know what's going on and I know how to be a civic-minded adult. So this is my first step on that path. Pod Save America. Get very on good. a podcast reader near you. Excellent. All right. Very good pick. Uh, Colby, I'm sure uh, you... I mean, there's no way you would pick another podcast. So what, what, do, you, what do you have for us this week? <laughs> it's a podcast. Oh, <laughs> shoot. I had no idea. Um... The... Well, at what point do you reach podcast saturation or do you think you have already where you could oh, I, listen I to all the podcasts every week if you tried oh I, I already hit that point that already happens um, especially with the long ones like I don't really listen to like This American Life anymore um, or like a lot a lot of the, the old standbys just kind of like are at the end of my feed for weeks when I do a lot of work and uh get through but most mostly i don't i don't i don't get i don't 100 percent my feet anymore mm-hmm. um but in case i don't remember the three of us have definitely talked about this but uh i don't remember if i mentioned on the show or or lamented my um inability to find a programming related podcast that i enjoy to listen to enjoy listening to recently mm-hmm. um yeah. but i i did someone tweeted a link to this podcast that I picked called Hansel minutes. Um, and it's, it's Scott Hanselman's podcast who is, he works for Microsoft or something. He was the host. We saw him talk. Us like me. Yep. Yeah. We saw him at abstractions. He was one to give the funny keynote with the pictures of like blue screen and stuff. Oh yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I was gonna say that he, he was the host, the host. Okay. Yeah. Of this of this developer's life, which which has definitely been picked on the podcast before, yeah. uh, by by Dan, I think. Um, but I've been listening to this podcast recently, and I like it. One, it's a half an hour podcast, which I've 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 uh, come to decide is is a good like the right length of time for many podcasts. Not all podcasts, but many podcasts. Um, and I like the conversations they have, like he has, 
I mean, I guess he's a relatively like internet, like industry famous person. So he has some, I don't know, like everybody knows who he is. So I feel like if he asks someone to be on the podcast, they're probably going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But he has like really interesting people on and they're not like just talking, they're talking about their favorite JavaScript framework or something. They're talking about like (laughs) all the interesting work they've done and like things they did in their careers at, at a high level. And it's, it's super interesting in the, I've listened to like four episodes so far um, and the people have been like quite, quite varied and interesting to uh, listen to. So if, if that's a thing that, that you uh, are interested in, I would suggest checking out Hansel minutes. I've listened to this before too. It's pretty good. Super fantastic. It's got the stamp of approval. Uh, The links to that and all the picks will be on the website. What's Uh, the website? Well, Dan, it would be don'tpanic.io. Uh, that's that's a good-looking website. Right it, you there. know, uh, I could use a little improvement. I mean, it's it's okay. Oh, yeah? It's not, you know, it's it's fine. It, it you know, it, it works most of the time. It's it's okay. It does, in fact, scientifically work most of the time. There you go. Mm. And that, what more could you want? It, scientifically, also, it does not work 100% of the time. <laughs> so I think everybody should go to our perfectly adequate website at don'tpanic.io. It's acceptable. You know our tagline, it gets the job done. Uh, usually. usually, sometimes, occasionally, when it feels like it. Uh, audio and video is there, of course, all the pics as well. Uh, around everybody, of course, you can subscribe to the show uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We're in all the major apps. And, of course, YouTube.com slash Don't Panic Show for the video version. Uh, I also want to recommend everybody live uh, Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, give or take, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. Like us there. You'll get notified when we go live. Uh, and you can call into the show, either the voicemail when we're not live or call them when we are live, 508-644-TECH, 508-644-8324. And lastly, get a hold of us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. We also tweet when we're live. Uh, and you can email us, show at gmail.com. We will be back next time with a full rundown of the tech news But until then, uh, we are vastly over time. So I got to say, on behalf of Colby Dan, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time for more Don't Panic.